This is the podcast, Machine Learning 1001. Welcome to the very first episode of the Machine Learning 1001 podcast. Now, this podcast will uh, primarily focus on explaining how, uh, where and why it was used rather than just delving deep into the mathematics and, uh, you know, the theory behind machine learning. Uh, We are going to look at the concepts and uh, the real world applications of ML and how useful it is to people and how it is making an impact. Now, since this is the very first um, episode in this uh, series, I'm just going to uh, give you a basic uh, introduction or an intro to this particular topic. Now, um, first of all, uh, before I even start this, uh, thank you for tuning into this particular podcast. Uh, You can subscribe to this on uh, iTunes. Um, This will also soon be on Stitcher Radio as well as on Spotify. So whichever way you want to listen to this and uh, share or subscribe, uh, please do that. So with that out of the, you know, out of the mind, uh, let me just start this podcast and get at with it. Now, um, what is machine learning? So if uh, you just type in machine learning into the Google search box, you know, we all Google it, right? So machine learning is an application of artificial intelligence that provides systems the ability to automatically learn and improve from experience without being explicitly programmed. Well, uh, this seems like a textbook definition, doesn't it? And it is. Um, so in a nutshell, um, if you wanted to solve a problem, uh, you would re- list down the steps, right? Uh, you would add a loop, you would add a couple of, you know, condition statements, conditional statements, and, you know, try to solve a particular problem. Now this approach does work fine for most of the common issues, but what if your problem um, was something big? What if you're trying to solve a problem um, which is so huge it requires a lot of data and you cannot possibly humanely write all these types of procedures to execute a particular action? Now that's where machine learning comes in and uh, machine learning has been in development from a long, long time. Now, when you see machine learning as such, you may think it's a you know a hot new buzzword, and it's come up only in the recent couple of years. Um, and probably some would think that you know, uh, compared to Java programming, which people consider as you know ancient uh, in an ancient language, even though it's constantly evolving, pe- many people, uh, not all, many people who are new to this field would consider machine learning to be something which is very very new in its infancy and they just want to go and grab it um well that's that's one of the key points where people are wrong uh, because machine learning as such now let me just go through the what why when where and who you know the key uh, cornerstones of any topic now as i told you what is machine learning it's already been done now when was this officially termed as you know this particular topic it was in 1959 and it was by a person called Arthur Samuel. Uh, now, he was an American pioneer in the field of computer gaming and artificial intelligence. Uh, he was an IBM. And uh, before that time, there were a couple of algorithms uh, and machines which, you know, tried to solve a couple of problems. Uh, but then in 1959, he officially coined the term machine learning, 
right 1959 that goes a long way back we are talking about a time when you know ussr and usa was still at war there were two factions so it it's a long time before and this is way before even you know neil armstrong landed on the moon so you know to give you that perspective now that across you know over the board now when you think of machine learning uh, what are the common uses for it generally when you go for an interview or probably when someone asks you um the common use cases are email spam detection now google uses this particular technique in uh, trying to filter out uh, the spam from your uh, primary emails and you see those tabs in your gmail inbox which is primary updates and promotions now all that does require machine learning google uses deep learning in the background uh, but they do use basic ml uh for doing such task and this is on a very high level uh the next common use is ocr which is optical uh, character recognition which is used to you know identify the text um in an image in a book and it is editable now there are a couple of apps on the market which does the same thing now with ml the accuracy can be high um google U- translate uses this microsoft translate uses this they all fundamentally use ml and deep learning to achieve the task but in a different way which is more appropriate for their user base because in terms of google and microsoft we talk about millions of queries for one particular service which they offer so ocr is one more um part where they use ml uh finally we have a uh, computer vision this is the new thing uh, the new kid on the block uh, it was be it's been there for a long period of time Uh, but then computer vision has got a recent uh, more pr uh, sort of approach with uh, the upcoming virtual reality and the augmented reality uh, which has cropped up in the past couple of years most notably apple and their latest release which is ios 11 um they baked in ar kit functionality into the core os um with that in mind apple does provide you um couple of apis and they've done tremendous amount of work in the background to make sure you know we as third party developers can actually integrate a um, couple of advanced um, ml by products in our common apps uh, this could be as simple as you know making a model and uh, predicting the weather or this could be as complex as trying to uh, you know use facial recognition try to detect faces and apply all sorts of fancy filters on this now computer vision is a key part of machine learning it is something which you build upon machine learning and uh, apple does provide you fairly comprehensive apis this is still in uh, development and um, there are a couple of kinks here and there but uh, i'm sure it's going to be worked out soon so that in a few couple of years just the way you write your hello world program when we all started c programming or javascript or python uh, the same thing i'm expecting um you know people writing the first machine learning um program and you know with lot of easily accessible apis without the math at least in the initial phase when you just want to get the work done that across the board uh, i just wanted to highlight since this is the very first episode i just wanted to highlight uh, various ways in which the surprising ways in which uh, machine learning has been used the first one i'm going to talk about is um, about whales now as you know uh, the demand for shipping keeps on increasing 
goods keep traveling all across the world and for that use either air or via um, you know sea and um, even though the ocean is vast and we have lots of shipping routes and we have lots of shipping companies and we ship a lot from the manufacturing hubs like china and india and bangladesh to other countries like you know um, united states of america germany france and so on so it's basically a global network connected by shipping companies all across the world now as the demand increases for more consumer products across the globe obviously shipping has to increase now this wouldn't be a major problem as such if assuming the ocean was just devoid of all sorts of life but unfortunately it isn't and it consists of a lot of organisms a lot of species spread across the globe now since we depend on the shipping industry to transport goods across long distances we have a couple of navigation techniques by which we can go from point a to point b now, the problem is how do you do this in a more sustainable manner now we all know there are a lot of whales in the ocean a lot of other flora and fauna now how do you choose a shipping route and which is the fastest route or which is the best route in terms of efficiency and in terms of the least ecological damage you're doing right because every trip you take has some carbon footprint and if it goes through an area with a lot of uh, whales uh, it causes a lot of issues now achieving the commercial sustainability is one of the key roles or one of the um, key missions um, uh, in which uh, mission learning or rather this technique is being applied now marine explorer it is um, one of the um, premier uh, companies they are organizing they were organizing rather uh, the planet's uh, ocean data with the leading community of ocean professionals so they were looking at data sets and they were trying to predict and understand where the whales will be more in number and what time where when and how so that if we could provide a path where we can bypass or circumvent them uh, it would do a whole lot we do a whole lot better in terms of commercial sustainability and by reducing our disturbance to those species now this is one of the most interesting uses which i have seen uh, using machine learning for the whale detection challenge it's not blue whale challenge which has been running among among all the teenagers and who knows what not but this is the actual whale detection challenge uh, now this is one of the interesting challenges which i came across now the second one um, which i'll be telling about is about stack overflow now anyone who has written a single piece of code other than hello world knows that stack overflow is like the google and the mecca for all sorts of programmers and that's very essential because you ask questions and you get questions back now if you are a fairly regular user of stack overflow you know that there are lots of questions which get asked and some are very trivial some are duplicates and some are just plain nonsense but there are a couple of questions which are really useful now when a site like stack overflow which deals with thousands of questions on a day-to-day -day basis and now there's this concept of closing a question on stack overflow by which a user or a moderator goes and clicks on the question tells that no this question is useless or maybe there is a better question or it's a duplicate question now the stack overflow um, faced a issue where um, how do you close the questions um, is there any human intervention and um, at what is the level of questions getting closed for example there are three topics and in topic a 
maybe 10 questions are getting closed every single minute which is improbable but hypothetically now when topic b there may be just one question getting closed and then topic c there may be five questions getting closed so when you think of all this uh, how do you understand from stack overflow point of view which question will get closed now since this was a very real problem um, they wanted a model they wanted someone to come up with a model or um, solve this using data science which is machine learning so they basically wanted a classifier which would help them solve this problem now this is one of the more unique ways uh, SO has approached this and they did eventually have some winners who did solve this particular problem the third one which I want to talk about is Caravana this particular one though is fairly interesting because how do you predict in a car how do you predict if a car purchased at an auction was a lemon this means that you go in an auction and you see the paint is good the engine seems good the mileage is okay and um, it has all the necessary documents and the car is fairly new however what you don't know is the internals of the car like how as what is the wear and tear even though you can check the worn out uh, nature of the brake pads or the clutch box as a whole you still don't know how the car will fare over a period of time even though it may seem good it may look good it may drive seemingly well you still don't know how it's going to perform in a long period of time now this was one of the biggest challenges of um, the auto dealership purchasing a used car at an auto auction and um, it might it might run into serious issues that prevented from being sold to customers now as a company they did face this issue and how do you how do you reduce that how do you predict that a car what is the ballpark of marking a car as something which will have some value and which will have least defects so now this is where uh, they wanted a model they wanted a prediction model um, which could solve this problem for example you could see um, from a particular place if you're getting a lot of cars with um, you know cases where there are a lot of uh, components being worn out if you are in a very humid place you know there are a couple of components which will go bad soon if you are in a hilly region you know the cars coming from that place will have a certain amount of wear and tear which cars from other places won't have so this sort of classification this sort of uh, way in which to solve and how to predict if the car purchased the auction is a bad one so this is the problem which they faced and they used ml for solving this now, all the questions which have spoken up all the ml tasks which i've told you till now they're all available on kaggle you can personally go there and you can give a shot and you can try to solve them finally for today's podcast i'm going to talk about the way in which amazon uh, wanted to use machine learning uh, to automate employees access granting and revocation the goal is pretty simple how to predict an employee's access needs given his or her job role now according to amazon they had a considerable amount of data regarding an employee's role within an organization and the resources to which they have access now given the data related to current employees and the provisioned access models can be built you know that automatically can determine access privileges as employees enter and leave roles within that particular company now these models uh, they seek to minimize human involvement because if a new trainee joins you need to know what sort of access he needs to have and what sort of access he doesn't need to have 
because wrong access can cause a lot of headaches for the IT department and in turn the company. So this was a very real problem. So Amazon wanted to solve this. So the information was given was the action, the manager, and the role of the trainees. So so whatever data provided by Amazon, the existing system, they granted the access they request like ninety four point two percent of the time, which is seemingly cool. I mean, when you see ninety four point two, it's it's a pretty good accuracy. But in terms of um, the failures, even then ninety four percent is not good. So after running through this competition, they got a couple of models, and uh, some of the models and the top one which had got. They did get some pretty decent results. Um, still, it wasn't enough to automate them because there's still a lot of errors. But it was a good step, step in a good direction. So as you can see, these are the possible ways in which ML has been uniquely applied to various solutions, from a car company, from a car dealership company, to providing employee access rights, and for detecting and predicting where the wheels are going to be at this particular point of time. So all this will lead to the, um, you know, to the conclusion that ML is very important and it is a crucial tool in solving very complex challenges. Um, so this is this is these this is the beauty of ML and uh, the more we understand and the more we apply this to various fields, the better our results can be. So with this in mind, and I've already crossed the 17-minute mark, so I just want to uh, end this particular podcast on this note thank you for listening to this podcast once again this is shashank signing off and this is machine learning 1001 don't forget to subscribe on itunes or stitcher radio thank you have a good day